Hi, I'm JK, the host of Sorts from the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast, and I'm here to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast, with everything you need in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You know, I always feel like when I've watched a film, I feel like a bit more productive. Like, yeah, I've watched a film today. That's, you know, that's... <laughs> it's something that, you don't that's get lockdown with... lockdown productivity. It's, yeah, it's something you don't get with TV shows. Like, because you have to carry on watching the TV show. <laughs> Whereas a film... <laughs> Tell me about it, mate. If, <laughs> if there's one thing we've learned during this podcast, <laughs> you've got to watching the TV show. <laughs> Should we start the podcast then? I think you already have. We have, haven't we? So welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. I am JK, your host. Today we have Tim, who is in the top left column of my Zoom call. And Adam, who's on the bottom of the Zoom call. Say hello, Adam. All right. All right. Uh, we have been watching episodes 3,054 to 3,057, following straight on from last week's no gap in between at all. So there's no little what you've missed part here. So that, that part's gone in this podcast now. It's just straight into it. And should we go straight into it with Lance? Well, yeah, it was the A storyline last week, wasn't it? Was, it? it was so the cliffhanger. It was we the cliffhanger. Orange Lance was the cliffhanger. It really was. I couldn't. That's why I couldn't wait to get watching the next batch. And I was also glad we hadn't missed any because I was like, "Fucking hell, what is going to happen with this fake tan?" We didn't have to wait very long. No. Well, everyone ends up seeing it, don't they? It's it's a complete disaster. Everyone's seen it, uh, and and generally just makes fun for of it. And then he just comes to terms with it basically, and just says, "Yeah, I'm just going to be orange for a couple of days," uh, and just kind of gets about on his. Uh, on with his life. Uh, Amy does find it a turn on though, which is extremely weird. I couldn't yeah. tell if she was just ju- if she was just saying that, like she was doing it in this way where it was like she's just trying to get something out of this. <laughs> like I thought something was going to happen, and then it it didn't, and it turned out, yeah, she probably did quite like the fact he was orange. It made no sense. <laughs> yeah, it's a very strange kink, isn't it? Like, I don't want to kink shame anyone, but... Do it. Do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you shouldn't shame people for whatever they're into. You should if it's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, as long as it's not hurting anyone, you shouldn't really, you know, whatever, whatever you're into. Whatever your bag is, is your bag. Good one. He just he's pre-defended himself here. I, like. I know what's coming. <laughs> On to my next question. What, what are your kinks, Tim and Adam? Uh, I like orange people. I fucking hate them. I reckon, we've all got one. I reckon we've all got one. I'm trying one. to think now, I don't know. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think I think if like the obvious answer to this one is going to be that you've got the weirdest one here. 
I'm not. I'm not disclosing my kinks. I'm not going to. We're not going to. Well, that answers the question. Then I'm. I am honest. I'm, I'm not playing it coy. I don't think I've really got anything that's that fun for a podcast. Anyway, <laughs> you genuinely have. I can tell. You definitely have got something there because the way you're shifting in your chair, you can't see that on the podcast. <laughs> it, you've definitely got something. <laughs> got something like it's a disease. It's not a disease. It's fine. You're amongst friends. True. I'm not hurting anyone, so it's fine. Are you hurting someone, though? Is that part of the kink? <laughs> well, that is very popular, isn't it, I suppose? Uh... Yeah, I don't get why that's popular. I, I'm not a fan of any of... I think it's weird, that sort of... Well, not weird. If you're into it, it's fine, but it doesn't do anything for me at all, any of that kind of... I don't know, I suppose, bondage kind of stuff. I've said it, there you go. Um, <laughs> not for me at all. Genuine. Tim? Keep Tim? that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> Neighbours rewatch... This one to listen to. Some people are really into bondage, though. Like, I don't think you can be like slightly into bondage. You've got a, you're either not into it at all, like Adam, or really fucking into bondage. Like you, <laughs> like Amy, I reckon. I reckon she's definitely into it, but only doing it to Lance. Like maybe, yeah, yeah, like. Like he'd be the one getting tied up and like the ball gag in his mouth and stuff, wouldn't it? Do you think? Have you seen, have you seen Billions? No, I've never seen it. It's supposed to be good, though, isn't it? It is quite good, but there's a there's a, a like heavily kinky couple in in that. I just I feel like it's more of a like a personality management hobby. I don't get how it can be sexual. I think it is for them, but I don't, don't get it. Just 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 like. They just like being dominant, like one of them likes being domineering and just being in control. Yeah, the the, the woman just like leathers up and, well, I mean. You, is she you, the you one know, who's you in know, control I... at work in the relationship or is it like they do a switch around like so she's, he's, he's a, a boss? She's a, she's a psychologist who works kind of for the enemy of her husband. Um, but like... This isn't a spoiler, as much as I know you like me giving you spoilers, because this is the the actual opening scene of this. So I'm not I'm not kind of giving anything away except that the opening scene. She pisses on his chest. Now that I definitely don't care. No point in me watching that now. Then thanks for that, Tim. That would have been a Looking lovely to that surprise. <laughs> yeah, now that that I doesn't get... happen much in Neighbours, does it? Uh, not really. I don't think we're going to see Susan pissing on Carl's chest at any point. This is already out of control. This really is. It really is. Just just just, cut it all out. We'll start again. just had some fake tan on and now Tim's pissing on people here. (laughs) Hey, he's the one who started asking about kinks and stupid shit. I don't don't know where that came from. Yeah, and I don't like how he asked. He asked and didn't give anything back. I don't like that. I think that's a bit sneaky. Move on to next. Uh, You've okay. got the notes. I have got the notes. They're right in front of me. Uh, we're going to move on to the Carl storyline now. Uh, right. Whoa, 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 whoa. I feel like you're leaving some stuff out about Lance now. I've just thought about it. 
What about okay, when, when she had him posing in... She wanted him to pose nude, but in the end, he, she settled for just his boxer shorts and he was doing loads of poses in his house. And then Harold turned up with a new um, dog collar and Lance was sneaking around the house, like just, just away from Harold in full... He had full orange skin, just his boxers. Um, and he was doing... And she was taking his picture. We still don't know what these pictures are actually for. We don't know what this project is. She seems to be doing a project. Like she had some Drew pictures shirtless. Obviously, it's Drew. Come on. Um, but then she's still taking pictures of Orange Lance. Now, I'm unsure what the purpose of these photographs could be. For personal, personal collection. You know, the Drew blackmail. The Drew stuff's for, for an art project. And uh, yeah, the Orange Lance ones are for. Yeah, it's blackmail. Blackmail? Do you think she's going to blackmail Lance? I don't know. I mean, he doesn't want other, other people seeing it, does he? He doesn't. She is supposed to be his missus, though. Like. Funny. What, what funny blackmail. Just funny blackmail. <laughs> funny blackmail. <laughs> <laughs> That, that is a good couple's activity, to be fair, to blackmail each other. <laughs> Maybe that's what your kink is. <laughs> Funny blackmail. <laughs> you like to blackmail and extort each other. <laughs> Shall we talk about Carl anyway? Yes, please. Yes, please. It's so they're playing the golf tournament and they get, right. and they get drawn against Pharmacist Lee in the first round. Go on, Adam. He's jumping straight in here. Well, it's the fact that you called it a golf tournament. I, I thought it was going to be a full-on tournament. I thought it was going to be like the Masters like or something. Day. Like a full I thought day. it was going to be good, and it was wank. I was very disappointed <laughs> by golf tournament. Tournament, yeah. I'm doing the air quotes. Yeah, the, the way this storyline we thought was going to pan out, I never thought it was going to go this way. So it's like a real low-key affair, just kind of, oh, you, you know, you play in your own time kind of thing. It's not like a full weekend. Uh, they get drawn against Pharmacist Lee, who I'm assuming works across the street. Uh, really doesn't paint Pharmacist in a good light because no, Pharmacist Lee is the sleaziest fucking guy you've ever met in your life. Second sleaziest, if I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's blatantly having an affair with his secretary. Like comes in with his secretary, and he's like, oh, and then straight off, to, straight off to Carl's like, oh, fucking look at your secretary, she's well hot. Just straight away, he's like, look at mine, she's not hot, but she's pretty, you know, she's up for it though. But this one, fucking hell, you've hit the jackpot. While she sat there though, yeah, this is all while the, while both women are there, it's horrendous. He's he's quite like. Um, obviously, Tim doesn't watch these fucking episodes because he's above neighbours, whatever. Um, <laughs> but he's, he's a lot like Finchie from The Office, I think. He's yes, just he's so. just horrible. But Turbo Finchie. <laughs> yeah, because he's actually doing it while he's, he's, his assistant's there, while Sarah's there, and he doesn't stop. Like, there's no, there's no let up, is there? No, it's constantly, constantly sexual remarks. Oh, look at these lovely ladies. Oh, that's it. That's, oh, what an outfit you've got. That's it. You bend down for that ball. Oh, she's got a nice pair of legs. Constantly on at it. And to be honest, I'm surprised Sarah actually doesn't crack sooner than, like, they get a good, 
15 holes in before Sarah goes, right, that's it. I've, I've had enough of this. This is... Yeah, by the by the looks of it, like we don't see the whole golfing day, but from what you see, it looks like they nearly finished the, the round of golf. Because he even says, don't he? He says like, oh, if you get this, we're, we're going to win or something. He must be near the end. Um, so I don't know how she's lasted that long because she has been getting that abuse every hole round that golf course. Not in every hole, Tim. Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> all the way round. And she and we, we had questioned what she might wear as well because you're obviously almost as sleazy as he is. Um, <laughs> you, and she just wore pants and a polo shirt she looks a bit like tim if i'm being honest in, what she, in her attire <laughs> she looks very good she looks very classy uh, she did she looked great like obviously pharmacist lee's a... secretary was wearing the slightly more revealing outfit um which she definitely told her to wear like i think there is a scene there is a scene between sarah and the secretary where they're like she's got a catalog of like what he suggested she's like oh, i think i'm gonna wear this for him and yeah it's horrendous it's absolutely horrendous. Uh, and then, so what happens after that is that Lee's wife comes and finds uh, finds Carl and Susan having lunch in the cafe, and is like, "Oh, you know, did the uh, did the after, you know, did the after party from the golf tournament, you know, run pretty late?" And Carl's like, "Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, no, we got off, but yeah, I think it, you know, I think it went pretty late because he didn't come home till God knows what time in the morning. So he was obviously." you know, with the secretary most of the night. And Carl covers for him, which Susan goes fucking mental about. He does, he does in a way, but it's, I, I was with Carl on this one. He kind of says it's not my place to like... Yeah, well, th like, that that was the question I was going to lead on to is, you know, what do you think you would have done in that situation? Well, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't exactly cover. He just says, oh, I might have done. I don't know. I wasn't there. So he kind of straight away just distances it. If she's if she's got a question to ask, then she needs to go and ask. Um, is it Lee? Is that what it's called? Lee, yeah, Sleazy yeah, Lee. He, Sleazy Lee. He, he need, she needs to go and ask him because um, otherwise, like Carl, he's he's a busy guy. Although he's always having his dinner or asking about in his office, he is supposed <laughs> to be a busy guy. He don't want to get in, involved in that drama. He wants a load of drama from another relationship, not me, not Carl. So he's just kind of like. Uh, might have been, I don't know, I wasn't there, whatever. I think he got out of it pretty well. And then Susan, I don't like Susan, you know. I don't <laughs> like her. I've decided over the course of these couple of episodes that she's a bit of a, she's a bit of a fucking know-it-all, isn't she? I don't like, not a fan. Not a fan. Do you think that's, been, that's the teacher in her? Maybe, but... Just because you're a teacher doesn't mean you have to act like you <laughs> fucking know everything. <laughs> what well, if you're think? a homeschooler? Hey. Oh, then you then you just get it all from YouTube anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much how I did homeschooling. Uh, Tim, what do you think? What do you think about Carl in the situation? Do you think he should have been honest and been like, "Listen, he's clearly fucking his secretary," or do you think he should? Uh, I, I, I'm with Adam. I, I think yeah, I get them morally you, you don't it's not nice for this stuff to to go on and then i think like carl's got himself in the in the awkward position that he's a little bit guilty of it himself i think if he was completely if he was just completely fine in himself then i i don't think he you'd want to be the kind of person that goes and tells on someone 
But I think he, I think what the best case scenario would have been was for Carl to just not have any any guilt of his own. And then as soon as this guy starts being sleazy and talking shit about this other woman, he distances himself then. Just like, no, I'm not, we're playing this golf game, but I'm not, I'm not going to talk to you because you're a bit of a dick. Well, he does tell him off. You miss that out, really. Like, Sarah's obviously not happy at, on the last hole of the golf or whatever. And she's like, whoa, hang on. And then Carl says, you know what? Yeah, you bang out of order here. We're going to forfeit the game. Um, and he fucks off. So you're right. That's, no. what he, that's, that's what he does do to, to the guy and the secretary at the golf. And then, so I thought that's why I'm all right with him. Because I think he's done his bit. He's basically said what you're doing is wrong. Um, yeah. He has acted. Like, he, he did act the gentleman. Like, he... Did. Yeah, I thought he did all right. He shouldn't have probably let it go on as long as it did, if anything. Um, yeah. But then when his wife comes and asks him about it, he just kind of distances, him, distances himself again a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think it played out the right way, really. It's an awkward situation. It's disappointing, though, because the tournament's done now. That's it. We was expecting this grandstand, you know, a whole, maybe a whole episode based around this tournament, maybe even two. And then, yeah, yeah. You, just, you just end up forfeiting. Um, it's weird. Yeah, they did. How long had they been building that up for? That was quite a few episodes, wasn't it? Yeah, a long, long time. A good at least two weeks' worth of build-up for them to get knocked out in the first round. By sleeping. <coughs> Sorry. Sorry. Just in case anyone thinks I've got COVID, because I've got a little bit of a cough, by the way, I will just point out, it technically is COVID-related. Because we're now allowed to sit in someone else's garden a couple of nights ago i was went to see my girlfriend's sister just sat out in the garden for a little bit log burner has fucked my lungs up you got a lot of burner. cough now fucking hell yeah it's you're living that country bit, life aren't you tim it's basically just a fucking well yeah it, it's a and chimney you're outside you're saying that's covid related <laughs> i mean We'd have just gone inside if we were allowed to, <laughs> where they've got normal heating. Normal central heating. Whack it up to about 24 degrees, that's the sweet spot. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, hell. How much is it in your house right now? <laughs> Probably 24. Have a look, have a look now, we'll record okay. this. Uh, 22.5 it is right now. That, that's nippy in your house. How much is that costing you? All bills are included. It's fine. Fuck it. It's, I swear it's probably not more than 17 here at the moment. It's 19 in my house. Fucking three outside. Fucking snowed as well. 18.9 in my house it is, actually. There you go. Whack it up a couple more degrees. No, I'm turning it down. <laughs> Right, should we talk about some more neighbours? Probably a good idea. <laughs> Probably a good idea. Should we talk about the Billy and M. Caitlin storyline? I think we shall. Uh, so Anne is very heartbroken about Billy, and is, but decides to date Drew to get over him, which Ruth is very unhappy about. Meanwhile, Billy is pushing for a relationship with Caitlin. This, this is the storyline that I made the most notes on here. Um, uh, I think maybe we'll talk about Anne first, because uh, she is extremely upset about all this. There's lots of scenes of Anne crying, uh, or trying her best to cry. 
really, really trying to force out those tears. There's a there's a couple of scenes where you're like, are the tears going to come? And she doesn't know if they're going to come at all. Uh, she really, really forces out those tears. Uh, does a bit of the like when your voice goes a little bit as well. <laughs> uh, and that, how much she hates Billy and that she, he's treated her like like dirt and she's uh, you know he never loved her. Uh, but she gets over that very quickly when she starts dating Drew. I mean, you would though, to be fair. But I I kind of don't like how Drew's been treated as a rebound because Drew Kirk ain't no rebound. <laughs> It's like Bill, Billy is he's a very good-looking lad, but Drew Kirk is like when the Pokemon levels up in it. It's like, bo- 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 whoa, it's the <laughs> next level now. <laughs> Big leagues now, it's Drew Kirk. I didn't like any of Anne's comments, really. I thought, yeah, Billy's been a bit, like, it wasn't ideal, but she was, pr- I hate him. He is horrible. He is a dickhead. No. I can't talk now because Tim's sending messages. Like, <laughs> I can send messages on Zoom calls. It's almost Tim as if you don't realise this is being recorded as a fucking <laughs> podcast. Tim, that's very childish, Tim. Sorry, Tim, continue, everyone. Adam. Continue. I don't Adam. know what I was talking about now. Let's see what Tim's thoughts on the subject are. <laughs> Go on. Go on Cough Tim. down the fucking microphone for us, Tim. That'll be good entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, carry on. What? Who? Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, Anne is, is extremely upset about all this. Proper, proper moping and sulking and just getting crying about it, kind of all the time. Uh, but then Ben suggests that she, uh, you know, goes out and has some fun. Uh, which then Amy's like, "You need to go get onto Drew Kirk. He's the hot new guy in town." Uh, so she, she takes Anne to the garage. Uh, they invite themselves in for some coffee. Drew's not really doing much. He's doing about much work as Carl does, really. Because he's got time to just go and make coffees for everyone and just sit around and have a chat. And then Amy gets off. Gets a little bit awkward between Anne and Drew. He's like, well, actually, I do have, have a little bit of work to do. And then Anne's just like, do you want to go out on a date with me? And he's like, yeah, why not? So they do. They go... Uh, what is the actual date? I can't remember what they actually do. They meet at the coffee shop. Coffee shop. Is that is there not somewhere else in between, or did you just literally go to the coffee shop? Well, it was. It's one of those things that I'm finding with neighbours. Like people just come in and out of places without really doing anything. Like they, they meet at the coffee shop, then they leave the coffee shop, and then five minutes later they come back to the coffee shop. Like <laughs> yeah, it's, to be it's fair, weird. the coffee like, shop seems to be the pre-drinks and the after-drinks of every single date that goes on in neighbours. Pretty much. It's an easy thing to say, isn't it? Like, we'll meet at the coffee shop. Um, I don't... I, did we do predictions last week where we said who's going to end up being the first one for Drew Kirk? Yeah, and I, I said Anne as well. Did you? I did, yeah. I said Anne because she's heartbroken. And, and she does it... Again, uh, Drew ain't no rebound, but she does kind of do it just to get on to get a, a Billy's crawl a little bit. Oh, it is. It is definitely the reason, because that's why Amy says, come on, what better way to get over someone than to get under someone? She doesn't say that. <laughs> it's the same sort of thing. She would have said uh, that. And that's yeah. absolutely what she meant. Yeah. Um, so it is just to make him jealous, which is, yeah, fine, whatever, do what you want. But the, I think the main thing here is the fact that 
and is 16 years old. Yeah, Drew doesn't know Drew is clearly about 25. Yeah, they... They they play fast and loose with the ages a little bit here. Uh, Because they... you know, they treat the kids like they're older sometimes, and then, you know, these are acceptable things for these kids to be doing. But then, all oh, because Drew's a little bit older, then all of a sudden it's this massive outrage, and Ben gets really angry about it and, you know, starts having a go at both of them in the coffee shop, uh, which Anne loves because Billy's in there. She's like, well, I want to go out with Drew. I'm going to date Drew. If, you know, you can't stop me dating Drew. Just, like, looks at him. How old does Drew think she is? Well, once he finds out she's 16, he doesn't really put him off. It, no, and it was it's really weird. Like, you can't tell because he hasn't seen her in a, in a uniform and Amy's quite mature and she's getting about with the photography stuff. So yeah, she, like, like, she doesn't uh, look 16 at all. No, when you see him, like, fair enough, they, might, they could be in uni or whatever, so fine. But then he finds out, like, Ben says she's 16, you know. Doesn't yeah. bat an eye whatsoever. No, he kind of goes... He, he, he kind of acts a little bit like faux outraged at first. He goes, oh, you're only 16. But then quickly just forgets about it. Just, yeah. Oh, actually, no, I'm going to carry on seeing you. Doesn't look doesn't look good for Drew, that, I think. Because Drew, Kurt, we've established, is a bit of a, a hero for us all. And then he does that. And I was just like, whoa, I don't know. It, is his reaction, fuck it, I am going to keep seeing you? Or is it, fuck it, I haven't actually done anything wrong? Like we're just yeah. hanging out. It is that. So at, at this point, yeah, yeah, I might have thought you were 21 and maybe had different intentions, but I haven't actually done anything. So he's just so cool that he's like, well, okay, new information, good to know, carry on with life. Well, they are on a date. But yeah, it yeah. is weird. And he does, and he does start complimenting her as well. He's like, oh, you've got beautiful eyes or a beautiful smile or something, he says. No, and then he kind of apologises. And then he kind of apologises for saying that, but... But then yeah. Ruth Ruth has a go at him in the pub as well. So later on, Ruth finds out what's you know that that Anne uh, has been seeing Drew, and she's like, "Well, I'm not too happy about this." Goes to see him in the pub because he's old enough to drink, and Anne isn't. And he's there just chugging a couple of pints, and she has a go, and he's like, "Well, yeah, I've kind of not done anything wrong, you know." I like Drew's supposed to be a bit that. of a bad guy, isn't he? To start off with. I don't know. Is he not? I, so. I thought he was supposed he's... to be a bit of a, of a bit of a heel. No, he's literally the nicest guy in the world. Uh, who is it that we were talking about in the Nick, last couple then? Nick, Nick. Atkins. Oh, okay. is, I have got points gonna... about Nick I want to bring up later on. Nick, we thought was going to be, I thought was going to be a bit of a cunt. He's not been really. He's kind of been all right. Drew is, is uber face. Okay, he's he's Rocky Maivia at this stage. <laughs> so that, that that is weird writing then, because if they'd have set him up to, to be a bit controversial... Then they don't they don't make him just like full on bad guy likes kids. It just like it's just a, <laughs> a bad situation to be in. But as as it is, if you're supposed to be the good guy, this is just bad. Yeah, yeah and he, like bad, he deals bad. with it all very quite respectfully. And to be fair, like no one else seems to really have a problem with it. Lou doesn't have a problem with it. All he's like, well, I don't see any problem here at all. He's literally backing yeah. Drew, going, "Oh, he's a really nice guy. You should give him a chance." Um, yeah. Yeah, and there's no yeah, it's only it's only the family members that seem to have a problem. Everyone else in the neighborhood's like, yeah, whatever, no problem. You forget did, what did you think of Ben's attire during these episodes? Because I thought he wore an absolutely if he went full 90s boy band, he, he looks really did, like 
he's out of a boy's own video in one of them. He's got like black trousers on, like baggy black trousers, very 90s. A baggy white long sleeve shirt with like no collar, just like the button done up here and proper like wavy sleeves and a black waistcoat over the top. He's just getting about dressed like that. It's so weird what he's wearing just to be in Australia. The whole whole thing's just so weird now anyway. Yeah, he's he's just kind of there now. And he's just there now to be slightly outraged kind of older brother. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a cracking outfit. There's there's some cracking outfits throughout this. Caitlin was wearing a, a hell of a shirt as well at one point. This kind of purple. It was like tie dye on it. It kind of, but it kind of had like diagonal waves in it. It was, it was, it was a pretty epic shirt. And speaking of Caitlin as well, uh, Billy is all for this now. He's like full steam ahead. Wants Caitlin. Uh, and so I don't get why he was kind of annoyed about Anne. And then he tells Caitlin that he's annoyed that Anne is dating Drew, but while he's actively trying to get into Caitlin, it's I don't understand what his play is at all. No, he doesn't come across well in these few few episodes at all, I don't think. No, because he's re- he's really quite aggressively pushing to to be with Caitlin. He's like constantly just kind of coming on to her and you know, getting very up and close and personal with her and and because he because he kind of knows Caitlin likes him and can't kind of resist him, and he's like, "Oh, forget about Josh." Uh, but yeah, at the same time, he's like, "Well, I'm really annoyed that Anne would dare go date someone else." And then I think he's full on bad guy now. I think this is a full turn for Billy. I think like he's just a bit of a cunt now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see if Carl tries to defend any of his actions at any point. Because I'd really, really like the two, those two storylines to kind of uh, dovetail into each other a little bit. You know, when Carl starts having an affair with Sarah, you know. And Billy, Billy does as well. Billy being the bad guy and being with Caitlin maybe and kind of rubbing it Anne's face and... I don't know how it's going to go forward, though, really. I can't see Anne sticking with Drew for very long. I think Drew will be the big... Like, yeah, the Drew, nice yeah Drew will back off. He'll... he'll just say, you're only 16, let's leave it. So she'll have a little sulk, and that'll probably be at the exact same time that Billy and Caitlin get caught doing something. Um, and that's what will happen, really. Yeah, but Caitlin's quite adamant that she doesn't want to be with Billy. She's like, She says to him, like, I don't want to be an Anne replacement. I don't want to be Anne 2.0. I so like her. She's yeah. she's becoming one of my favourite characters in the show. She's she's from when she started, and she was a bit devious, and she was trying to get Billy in the shower and all that kind of stuff. Now she's like, she's like the moral compass of the whole show. I really <laughs> I really like her. No, no, that's a very good. That's but a very never, that's a true point as well. Because Drew, you know, Drew's a bit compromised. You know, we're dating a sixteen-year-old, so. Yeah, Caitlin. Well, she's just super flaky. She's just changed her mind because she's not interested anymore because it's easy. When she had to break up a couple and and have all the drama, that's when she's interested. That's a good point. As soon as it's easy, she's like, nah, I'm I'm a good person. I'm not interested. Bullshit. Some people do get addicted to drama, don't they? I suppose. That is a very good that is a very good counterpoint, Tim. Thank you very much for making that counterpoint. 
Well done, Tim. Well done. Fucking hell. Shall we move on to the Toady storyline? Always want the Toady storyline. Adam's not happy about this. Fucking give me adding this. (laughs) (laughs) So so I'll give you a brief summary of what happened. So Toady is looking for a guest for his radio show. And and he he bumps into Dave Graney, who is an Australian rock musician, just chilling in Lou's pub. Um, But he he approaches him to to come on the show. Dave Graney's like, no, fuck off. Uh, but he leaves his phone, so Toadie kind of blackmails him to come into the into the radio studio, to uh, and then kind of locks him in, and and captures him basically, and, and makes him be a part of the radio show, which everyone in in Erisburg seems to fucking love. Uh, what annoyed what annoyed you about this, Adam? The I'm start sure annoyed me right from the beginning. It annoyed me because he's talking to Nick, who them two seem to be pals. Uh, now they were chatting in the pub. Um, and it's you can tell it's during it's got to be during the morning this when they're chatting in the pub so I've got more time issues they're chatting in the morning in the pub oh, and, and they're drinking they're both drinking they're both nailing some beers what <laughs> um, then like the, as you say they're talking about oh I need a guest for the show he literally says oh I need a guest for the show who's that over there Dave Graney's just walked in the biggest pop star in Australia what He's just ridiculous. He just walks into the pub just as he asks, oh, I need someone for this show. I don't know what I'm going to do. In he walks. He's mental. But but I'm just going to point out, at some point, he already does have Dorothy the Dinosaur from the Wiggles. He does say he's got that, he's he's got her booked, but they're not big enough. I thought the Wiggles were a pretty big thing. Wiggles are a big deal. And, but that's not big enough for for a uni radio afternoon show. Yeah, it's weird. So then so Dave gets- Graney comes in. So, so that annoyed me that it was just like, oh, it's just lazy. It's like, oh, I need someone. Oh, it's the biggest pop star in Australia. <laughs> the biggest pop star in Australia looks absolutely fucking ridiculous. He does. You might be thinking in your mind now, Tim, like, oh, is it some sort of Peter Andre kind of guy? And they're very clear that he's a pop star. They say that quite a few times. They don't say like old school dad rock. Which is what he looks like, <laughs> and which he is what looks he like as well. He looks ridiculous. He looks. A, he does. I don't well, know. After research here, apparently, this was a new era for Dave Graney. So he's just—he's only just cultivated this look. Be- very much beforehand in his career, he was just ordinary bloke, like Googling no it. facial hair, no nothing. Just like looked like an ordinary bloke off the street, and then he's. He's left this band that he was in. Uh, I can't remember. The name. Is he an actual pop star? Yeah, yeah. He's been he'd been around for like 10, 15 years at this point. I uh, thought he was just a made up neighbours pop star. No, no, we've been What's in his two name? bands before. Dave Graney. Uh G-R-A-N-E-Y. Oh, there he is. Uh yeah. So we've been in two bands previously, and then oh, he's kind no. of gone on a solo project and he's cultivated this new look, which is uh hat, dodgy tash, shades. I'm just a kind of cool jazz guy kind of vibe that's going on. And this was like the big promotional thing. He looks like Salvador Dali. (laughs) of him. Yeah. Yeah, Tim, see if you can find a picture of him just to show Adam beforehand where he just looks like ordinary bloke. Well, I mean, sort of. Like, it's like a shit Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's just ordinary bloke before. Well, so they were doing it like, 
they're doing it like he's he's um young and popular and like a big deal and all that kind of stuff and you've got like the like the young people in the episode are oh my god it's dave grainy the old people in the episode because he meets susan kennedy and, and <laughs> takes a bit of shine to her she hasn't got a fucking clue who he is exactly and she's no sense absolutely his audience like his yeah. music is uh you know middle-aged rock that's absolutely his audience. And all the kids are like, oh, yeah, I've got a couple of Dave Graney CDs. No, you fucking haven't. No, all the kids think he's the best thing since sliced Someone bread. Someone says and he's the older sexy. People... I'm pretty sure Caitlin says he's quite sexy at some point, which is a ridiculous statement. That was clearly in his contract. Like, yeah, you got yeah. you got to have her say that I'm sexy. Just I want to point out, by the way. A 16-year-old refer to me as sexy. That this photograph that is supposedly air quotes the normal one, he's wearing a string of sausages. <laughs> <laughs> and how many rings? How many rings has he got in his fingers there? Oh, you can. I'm, you can. I'm gonna have to tweet that picture out. Dave Gray, every, every finger, but like it looks a little bit like you, and he's wearing. <laughs> he's just wearing like. He looked at first glance, for some reason, you don't think anything of it. He's just like wearing jewelry, it's some random accessory. But no, it's, he's just covered in actual fucking hot dog sausages. <laughs> I will I'll send that to you now. Wow. That's, and then that's immediately amazing. delete it from my camera reel. <laughs> <sighs> wow. But yeah, Dave Graney is. He's just a complete dick throughout this. He's a dick to Toadie. Like, right, you know, whoa, he's whoa, a whoa. fan. Oh, no, I don't you disagree think, with me here. I don't think he is a dick at all. Okay. Toadie is an absolute fucking moron in these episodes. It's ridiculous. Sounds like he kidnapped him. He steals his phone, then um, makes him come to his uni station to get it, then doesn't give it him. Like, why would Dave Gray, like, Nick says to him, I think, he says, well, what's going to make him speak on the radio? And he do, and he's on the radio and he's, he's asking him these questions and Dave Graney's going, I'm not answering that, give him my phone back. <laughs> like, he's yeah, well within his rights. Well. Like, he's, he probably has got a lot of things to be doing because whatever I think of him, he is a pop star, whatever, and he's doing stuff. He, and he's asking about with this uni kid who's being an absolute prick. And then... Somehow, it's like this goes over two episodes. He leaves his phone again. <laughs> in the, so you think, oh, it's over, Fucking right? Idiot. He's fucked off. Oh no, he's he's forgotten his phone again, and Toadie finds it again, and then he get he has to come and meet him for the phone again in the pub. So that in the pub so that Toadie can get something signed. It was fucking terrible writing. Toady is a cunt throughout, um, <laughs> and it really wound me up. At one point, to get the phone off him, I think it's how the next one episode starts. He he somehow is holding Toady by his ankles upside down, which makes no sense just logistically. <laughs> Dave Grain is this like, a big guy. Dave Grain is a wee guy. little guy. And he's and he, you see him upside down, and Dave Graney shaking him by his ankles. Like well, I thought this. that was because Tony swallowed a key. Because Tony like yeah, it is. and he swallows a key. No problem. He swallows swallows the key. 
He swallows it straight away. I don't think I could swallow a key. No. Not even like a small locker key. It's a full-on size, like normal house key. And he just got up and swallows it. It's ridiculous. So Dave Brady gets him upside down and tries to shake it out of him. Yeah, it's awful. Because that's how the human body works. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not coming out of that orifice, is it? Uh, yeah, Tony, I, I agree with you. Tony is a bit of a cunt. But Dave Green is a bit of a cunt, though. I think they're just, they're, they're not a good, they just make each other more of a cunt by being in each other's presence, I think. Uh, a, 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 a stupid thing that, that Tony does though the second time he's got his phone he's like I'm going to have a look through his contacts see who he's got oh. and calls Tom Jones he calls Tom he's... Jones <laughs> he's fucking mental <laughs> did you also see that boy George was in his contact list as well oh really yeah I, I the, the, the video quality isn't that great on the actual uh, on the Daily Motion but I did see Boy George pop up. I was really hoping George Michael would be on there too. But unfortunately, no. Uh, I might, I'd like to think he was in his phone list though. I'd like to think George Michael probably helped cultivate that new look for him a little bit as well. Because I think round about that time, George Michael had just come back with the with the goatee and the the, the, the shave kind of short ahead. It was his kind of his older phase. I'm just showing how much of a George Michael fan I am, by the way. <laughs> it's all right. But, but that was something George Michael would do. Every time he kind of made a comeback, he would cultivate a brand new look. So I'd like to think he, you know, he, he, he'd made a phone call to Dave Grady there. I was like, yeah, you need a new look if you're going to be a solo artist now. Yeah, I had to drop the it. fucking I sausages and get yourself a tash. You know, George had to do it and he left one. He needed to be taken more seriously. So he went for the kind of cowboy denim look and it worked a treat for him. <laughs> He had to be taken in, taken more seriously, so he went for the cowboy denim look. <laughs> this also explains your cowboy hat now as well, Boris. <laughs> these these four episodes for me are a bit of a lull, and I'm hoping before maybe some bigger things happen because it just felt like a bit of a lull, to be honest. Well, yeah, I'd like. Well, brings me on to what probably the next episodes are going to be then. Um, like I said, we do have a fairly clear run, but considering how shit these couple ones were, I want to skip forward a little a little bit. Oh, um, hang on. Yeah. What if, mixing it up a little bit here, what if we watch different episodes? We watch different episodes? Ooh. Oh, that's That'd interesting. Be interesting. So that okay. way, and Tim, you're in on this shit as well. <laughs> what if we all watch a different, maybe not four episodes each, what if we all watch two episodes each and then we have to almost fill each other in on what, what went on in those episodes? Just something different, I don't know. Shit on it if you want. No, that sounds fun. I'm I mean, if, if we're thinking that the next, for example, the next six episodes are going to be not trustworthy for being podcast fodder because of the last four, then yeah, it's worth a go. So we all watch two each and yeah, you're not allowed good. to watch the other ones because otherwise you'll just know in there. So you're yeah, yeah, not even allowed to research. One. Okay, I like that idea a lot, actually. That might spice it up for us a little bit. I'm not going to know who anybody is, just so you know. Whoa, <laughs> we've been fucking talking you through it for about 60 yeah. years. You get, know, put, I, you get to put faces to the names, Tim. I follow it when you're talking about it, but if I... Yeah, okay, well, well let's try it anyway. So get, wait, give me some episodes. What am I watching? 
Uh, okay. Oh, do you want to start out the logistics now? Are we doing logistics on the podcast? I suppose that's boring. We don't necessarily need to. Yeah. We can figure it out afterwards. Yeah. Is that? Uh, we, I like how we've got the podcast then. I like how we've got like eight, eight, nine episodes into the podcast, and we're already trying to spice it up. Do you think this is why couples go start having kinks? Trying <laughs> to spice it up, just <laughs> to bring this podcast full circle. <laughs> So yeah, the next lot of episodes we're, we're going to do are 3,059 all the way to 3,065. But as we've just done the little bit of admin there, we're all going to watch slightly different episodes and then come back and tell each other what's happened. Who's going to get the good episodes? That's it, It's a bit like uh, the short straw, isn't it, really? One of us, two of us could get the short straw. Maybe three of us will get the short straw, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Just tell tell everyone we've been good friends and good neighbours. Fucking hell. <laughs> Less than a minute. Go, go, go. Less than a minute. Okay. Tim, Adam, we've watched some okay neighbours, but after all, you've been good friends. So. Join us next week on the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast, where all three of us will be watching different episodes from episode 3059 to 3065. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Watch Neighbor. Thank you for listening. <laughs>